What's going on, guys? Welcome to Growing Up Latina. I am your host, Ali V, and joining us today, I have Amanda Karina. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm super hyped. This is my first episode. That's crazy. I'm honored. I feel flattered, so thank you. Shout out to you. Thank you so much. Um, I reached out to Amanda, like, random. But, so let me tell you how I met you. Let me tell you how I met you. Um, it was a few years back, Jalisa Prado from Jesus Curl, Mm -hmm. she had an event and she invited me to the event. It was a panel and it's in Brooklyn, right? It was in Brooklyn. I don't even remember. This this is like five years ago. I don't even remember where it was. So I go in, everything is super cutesy and I see a young lady and she has a red suit on. Yes. And I'm like, oh. That's powerful. Just because yeah. I'm, I'm such a suit girl. Yeah, me too. I love blazers and trousers. And so, you have yeah. like a Gucci fanny pack? Yeah, or? I have like a Gucci fanny and Ooh. I think like a graphic tee. Yes. And super I don't remember dope. like, I think my hair was like really short too. It was super dope. And I just remember saying to myself, wow, she dresses so nice. Who is this girl? And then Jaleesa actually introduced us. And I started following you on Instagram. Okay. And I said, let me see if, you know, if she's like a fashion girl, cause you were giving me fashion. Yes. And then I look at the gram and I'm like, oh, she got all these looks. So I've been following your journey ever since, honestly. And so everything that you do from, you know, from the heels up, you are the owner of From the Heels Up, which yes. is an online boutique store, um, fashionista, influencer. Um, and so we definitely gonna dive into all of that. First, I want to, just do a little cheers. Okay. Because you are my first guest and I really wanted to create a safe space for Latinas. Um, I honestly felt like there wasn't a space for us. And for me, this is like such a special project that I'm working on. Yes. Um, This is a passion project for me. And it's just very important that we share our stories, you know, and we are heard and we are seen and we are on the forefront. And so shout out to you. Thank you. Cheers to Thank you. Thank you for having me, cheers. Thank you, a little rosé. Oh, that's good. This is I'm a rosé girl. Are you? I am, if I had to choose, it's rosé. Is that like your summer? No, that's my all year round. All year round, yeah. Okay. I go to dinner, a glass of rosé. Okay, cool. Yeah. But you do your wine down Wednesdays. I do do the wine down Wednesdays. Which I love. And I'm not gonna front, it shows like this like different side to you, which I feel super connected. Um, and as of lately, I feel like I'm diving deeper into like your journey, into you being a homeowner, into you getting the driver's license, into just everything, even like owning the business is like a real thing. And so being yeah. an entrepreneur, is such a battle and I feel like you share all aspects of that and so let's start from the very beginning okay if I can remember for so long (laughs) well let's start from where are you from okay I am born and I was born and raised in the Bronx and I'm I'm from the Bronx I'm from Highbridge okay cool yeah so I was born and raised in Highbridge my entire life okay and i'm puerto rican my parents were born in puerto rico well my dad was born in puerto rico and my mom was born here mm-hmm. um but i was born and raised here in the bronx okay 
how long you've been in the Bronx for? So I moved out last year, so 27 years. Okay, how'd you like it? Um, be honest, because I have my own stories in the Bronx. So I am so proud to be from the Bronx. Like I wear it like so proudly and like just with like my whole being. I'm so proud to say I'm from the Bronx. When someone acts, it's like when someone says anything bad about the Bronx, I'm like, yeah, yeah. don't even. Yeah. But um, I hit this like phase in my life or like this chapter in my life where it was no longer serving me mm-hmm. or making me happy. I did live with my parents and I wanted a different life for them. Mm-hmm. I wanted to change their lifestyle. I wanted to start slowing things down for them. I'm an only child. Okay. So it was really big for you're me. You're an only child? Yeah. You're Puerto Rican and you're an only child? Only child. My mom was like, That's one so and cool. done. Yes, I And then that. I have a stepdad. So okay. I'm an only child between all three parents. No one else had children. Okay. Okay. Got and it. I think it's because I needed all the attention and they knew that. <laughs> like yeah. I, yeah. I needed all the attention. Everything needed to be about me. But um, I basically took on the responsibility of like changing their life and making things better for them and also for me. And I just woke up one day and I was like, I want to buy a house. I was really inspired by my boyfriend who had just bought a home. And I'm like, why can't I do it? Like, why can't I have something for me? My mom raised me to always have my own. So that was always really big for me. I was also raised to not rent and to own. That was just that part. like a thing. I was mm-hmm. always bashed into my head. Yeah, yeah. So I decided I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with where I lived, um, the noise, the just overpopulated, the public transportation. I was so unhappy. I was so stressed out. I had so much anxiety. Creating content was difficult with yeah. the noise. Did you get the train? Was that what it was? No, or it wasn't the train. The- I have sirens. Okay. I also was across <laughs> okay. the street from the Yankee Stadium. Ooh. So games, okay. yep. um, parking, okay. everything was just not functional for me and my family. Right. And we had to make a decision to make a change. So then that's when I decided to buy a home and then move out of the Bronx. Originally, I'm from Spanish Harlem. Okay. And when I moved from Spanish Harlem to the Bronx, I cried. I literally, I was like, I don't want to move out of Spanish Harlem. And my sister was like, I just got mugged. (laughs) We got to go. And I'm like, no, I don't. Like, this is my comfort zone. Mercedes makes my grilled cheese. Like, I don't want to move. And when I moved to the Bronx, I was like, all right, this is cool. But now I'm at a point where I'm like, what else is there for me? Yes. There has to be something else. And what does that look like? Yeah. Like you, I got tired of the noise. And I'm trying to reduce the noise, but I'm not sure how to live in both spaces at the same time. Both spaces meaning like my work here, which is primarily in the city, in the city and yeah. then the Bronx. Well, it's the same for me. I was living in the Bronx and my work was in the city. Events, meetings, lunches, everything, shooting, content. I mean, there's nothing like the city as a right. backdrop. So I, I was ready for it. I was right. more than ready for it. And I still get those moments where I'm in Long Island and it's a little too slow for me. And I'm like, I want my fix. Like I go to the Bronx, I see my grandma, I see my dad, I go in, I come out. And then I go in and there's those confirmations where I'm like, I made the right choice. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy where I am right now because it's scary making such a huge change. Like I went from public transportation, walking on foot, living in a Bronx apartment to a homeowner, car. What? It was like... like a complete I feel like I mourned like my previous life and then 
was reborn because yeah. it doesn't feel like a continuation. It feels like two totally separate like lives. Like you stopped and yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I'm so proud of being from the Bronx and I love it. I go back and I'm just like, there's certain things I love about it. Ditto. I get my nails done in the Bronx. Yeah. Like Yankee Stadium, this is where I get my nails done. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Yes, and I live on Pelham Parkway and I go all okay. the way to the other side. Wow. Just to get my nails Yeah, done. I was going in to do some of my like self-maintenance and then I was like, okay, I gotta slowly start. Yeah you know, finding my people in Long Island where I can Absolutely. stop coming into the city, but I still kind of come in and do certain things. Like my primary yeah. doctor's still in the Bronx. I went to see her the other day and I'm like, I think I'm gonna keep her. Like, yeah. there's certain things that I'll sacrifice the trip in, but I like to have that come in and then come out. So the crazy thing is, not guys, not only is she the owner of From the Heels Up, but she's a homeowner, guys. Like, you're an actual homeowner. And it's so funny because you took us on this journey and growing up, my mom was the type of mother that said, don't get credit cards. Don't, like, save your cash. Yes. And then as an adult, it really messed me up. Yes. And so I always have, like, this negative stigma with, like, credit cards. Yes. Or debt. Or debt. Yeah, like, like, like oh, debt no. is bad and, like, don't. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, my friends are like, you need a credit card. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. So yeah. to this day, I don't have a credit card. Really? I swear to you. I don't wow. have a credit card. Because I'm like, my mom instilled like this fear. Like trauma. Yes. Yeah. And so I did have a credit card back when I was maybe 19, okay. 20. And it was because I worked at a retail store in Taylor Loft. Okay. And you had to wear their clothing. And so they kind of tricked us and they said, um, you can get discounts on this store card. What I'm thinking is like an employee card. It was a credit card. Oh my God. And I went into this massive debt and I was like, never again. Yes. And so just talk about your journey because I'm, I'm terrified of cards, honestly. I, I my journey, um, it was like unique. So like my mom instilled so many amazing like financial practices in me like she was always big on like taxes and credit and having credit from a young age and building your credit age and she taught me so much yeah. um but my mom there were certain resources my mom didn't have or didn't acknowledge that she didn't have and my dads were always working and I feel like now where I'm at I look back and I feel like I was getting from everyone like friends family everyone half knowledge Okay. So I felt like people in my family would be like, you need to buy, graduate out of college, go to college, and then buy something. Yeah. But then, like, where was the whole process? Like, yeah. where, like, like they didn't teach you that. They skipped that You didn't that tell part. me anything else. Like, you didn't tell me, you didn't teach me what a down payment was. Right. You didn't teach me, you know, um, a loan. You didn't teach me interest rate. Like, right. you didn't teach me anything right. else. It was like, buy a house, and then that's when you made it. Like, that whole, like, ceiling. Like, okay, right, right. you buy the home, American Dream, you made it. That's it. And... I had to learn on my own. Like I, again, was inspired by my boyfriend who had just bought a home and he taught me and guided me so much, but we had totally, two totally different journeys. So like right. I had consumer debt, I had credit cards. Okay. He never had a credit card. Okay. Um, I had student loan debt. He went to college full ride. So okay. I was able to take information from him, but then I also was on my own. Like yeah. I had to kind of say, okay. So I ended up 
going on social media and I found a girl who talked about budgeting and finances and I reached out to her and I said, you know, can you consult me? I want to buy a home, but I don't know where to start. Right. I kind of started like that. Like, Just I want to do this. Blue. Yeah. What do I have to do? And she, we sat down at a coffee yeah. shop and she was like, what's your income? What are you putting into your 401k? Like everything. She yeah. dissected it layer for layer. And she was like, you know, you want to buy a home. How much do you want to have saved? Mm. I told her the amount. And she said, this is what you need to do. And she broke it down in such a seamless and easy way that I was like, oh my gosh. It like, was like eye-opening for it was, it was very eye-opening yeah. about budgeting, saving, debt. Everything was so eye-opening for me. Okay. And from that day, I always will say from that day that I met her, it changed absolutely everything for me in terms of financial literacy. Mm -hmm. I was I started being obsessed with it and reading so, it, speaking to people who were on the same journey as me, following so accounts so. on social media who were home ownership accounts and things like that. Um, again, talking to my family, gathering pieces of information. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt like a lot of people had knowledge, but no one was telling me how to do it. No one right. was giving me the formula or the guide or like, this is what, so I had to figure it out. Like no one own. was giving you a step-by-step -step on no. anything. No But one. what was the most difficult part? Was it the saving part? Because for me, it's Both. like. It was, I had to clear debt and okay. then I had to save. So it took me a year to clear debt and then it took me a whole nother year to save. And then the temptation to want to blow the savings. For sure. For like, sure. It was 100%. so, it was so hard. Um, I had to deprive myself of a lot of like travel what about Uber Eats? Because I'm like a big Uber Eats girl. Oh, no. I was like, my mom was cooking dinner. I was okay. taking it to lunch. Good, good. I, I really had cut back. I was so disciplined. I was so, so. De dedicated for two years. And I was just like this goal. Like I was, I had a nine to five and my nine to five income basically funded my life. And mm -hmm. then I was also creating content. And that was, I guess you would say full-time but part-time pay and yeah, yeah. anything I was making there I was like this is saving my down payment this is the money that's going to help me buy this home and that's mm -hmm. how I kind of split up like that income and I was able to accomplish what I did but I think that was the hardest part yeah. discipline like yeah. saying okay I'm going to do this and I think actually discipline doing it. is the hardest part of it all yeah what about your mom like when you told her like I'm going to do this well, what was her reaction? I mean, it actually came from her. Like she, oh, she, I was at work. I'll never forget. I was at work and she FaceTimed me. We FaceTime each other all the time. Mm -hmm. And she's like, why don't you buy a house? Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I never thought about it. We owned our apartment in the Bronx. So I okay. came from a, a, a history of owning. Mm -hmm. I never rented. We never were moving constantly. I was super stable with my parents and we owned. Okay. So I only knew that way. Okay, we right. own already. I can't own to go rent. I have to own as well. Mm -hmm. And my mom's like, you can like buy a house. And I was just like, I never thought about that. I, it never was something that I thought was an option for me. Mm -hmm. I had just graduated from college. I was traveling. I'm like, I'm living my life a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just like living my life, partying, traveling. I don't want to really commit into something. But once she told me that, I became obsessive. It was like the idea, like the seed planted. It grew. I was and obsessive. Just ran with it. I ran <laughs> with it. I spoke to my boyfriend, and he was like, I'm in full support. Like, do it. And... I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this. Like, it was just tell like, me, okay. Tell me, Amanda, the first night you slept in your own house. Because that got to be like a feeling. It was. Right? I honestly think that, and I say this all the time, so many amazing things were happening so fast mm -hmm. that I didn't really 
process. I think I, I'm still in a state of shock at how much has changed in my life so fast right. that as they're happening, I'm trying to enjoy them mm -hmm. and I'm trying to process them and say, oh my God, like this just happened. I worked so hard and this happened. And then it's slipping and I'm like, wow. Like I look back at the last two years and I'm like, what did I do? Like yeah, I, yeah. I did so much. Sleeping the first night was really, I think I was like smiling so hard. <laughs> Were you like scared? You know how people I was, go to new I, places? I was because I, again, no one in my family, I, I think I'm the first homeowner in my family. Ooh. Like, I want to say, yes. maybe <laughs> I have a cousin who also owns a home, but like immediate family, I'm the first homeowner. Dope. Where I own a, a house. Right. Um, and I had to learn a lot. Like yeah. when I, I remember when we, we went to the house, we, ha we only had seen it in the daytime. Mm -hmm. Seeing it in the night, it was pitch black. We had right. no lights outside. And I remember my mom being like, no, it's so dark. Like scared, coming from the Bronx, like just being scared of our car, being scared of like people just walking And then you're around. hearing the noise in the Bronx and then you go Now to we're home. in like wildlife, there's like, like raccoons yeah, yeah. and things like that. Like it's different, it's not rats and water bugs, it's right. like different. Yeah, yeah. So I, it, was, it was a shock, yeah. it really was a shock. And it was just like from that day on, like figuring it out as things were coming, like being a homeowner. I think, I thought it was hard getting the house but I want to say that now being a homeowner and sustaining it maintaining and maintaining yeah, it yeah. is harder than getting it. Definitely. Getting it was definitely stressful, but like once you're in it, it's like, I have to pay this mortgage. Yep. And that's and, a real thing. And then everything breaks down all at the same time. And like those things are more important than- you don't have than, a super, you don't No, have, like yeah. you don't, you don't, like, yeah. and that's so funny you say that. That's a big difference because yeah. we had a super in our building and we had a water bug. I don't kill water bugs, but I would just call the super and I'm yeah. like, come in and kill this mouse, come in and kill this <laughs> yeah. water bug. Now in our house, like it's just, it's us. We had to get a camera system and we had to put lights all around the property. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's just so, different i think For now sure. a year in i can say that we're a lot more acclimated than we were in the beginning mm -hmm. um we were just figuring things out plumbing washers everything, everything just like breaking all at the same time and you're just like what is going on 400 here 500 here and you're just like oh my there god there goes my savings <laughs> those savings yes. no but that's good you know what you thankfully you had education in the finance department yes that now helped you yes. to where you are today. Yes, like knowing to have an emergency fund, For knowing sure. to have like rainy day funds and just yeah. like things happen. Like when you own a home, things will literally happen to you at the worst time and you're like trying to go on vacation. Oof. And you're just like, um, wrong time. Not or like the car and the house, it's like at the same time, things are happening in the car, things are happening in the house. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's hard. You posted this on your IG stories today. Launch Fridays are always hectic as fuck. It's like everything in my life is urgent yes. as fuck. Yes. <laughs> and I'm a chicken without a head. Yes. I never understand. What are the most urgent things for you right now? Um, I mean, whatever you can share and feel comfortable sharing. Yeah, so it's, for me, what's been like so tough is like I do have my boyfriend and I do have almost a whole separate household. Right. And then I have my household. Mm -hmm. And my, I, I wouldn't say I take care of my parents, but I definitely take the responsibility of them. And I'm definitely like the, 
decision maker for everything. I'm definitely the person who's like, okay, what needs to happen? And then, like, I'm the one that takes control over everything, um, doing the research and, like, figuring out how things are going to get done. So for some reason, specifically this IG story on launch days, it's like every errand needs to be ran. Everything. Emergency. I mean, today um, I have construction happening at my house. And my pavers around my pool are being done. And the masons who were working on my pool messed up the pool. Ugh. So I had to call the pool company and say, like, my pool is not working. Like, I, me and my boyfriend are, like, trying to figure it out with the electric breaker. And, and like, water's gushing out of the pumps. My pool's a month old. So, like, the panic of, like, this was totally not planned. Like, right. this just happened in my head. Know. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be in my pool all next week. And then that comes up and I have to launch and I have to prepare for the launch and I'm running the social media account and I'm also running errands and it's just all happening at the same time all the time. But I've That's learned all, to that find all the time. But I've learned to find the beauty in the chaos. Like I sometimes have to stop myself and say, okay, I asked for this and I prayed for this mm -hmm. to be busy. Being busy is better than... Did you pray for this though? Did you pray to I like did. have from the heels up? I did. Did you pray to like I did. have your own home? Like did you really? I like, did. Yeah? I did. Like that's how ready I was for a new chapter. I was like so done with my environment, my surroundings, my day job, the same day routine every day. I wanted just like a sh total shift in my life. I wanted to work more and work, but also slow down at the same time. And that was right. a big reason for moving to Long Island and just my everyday not feeling as stressful. I felt like in the Bronx, every day my day felt really stressful mm -hmm. and my home was like my haven. Mm -hmm. But I was always out and running around, bag lady, like changing clothes, yeah. going to an event, going to work meeting with a friend, meeting with my boyfriend, getting on the Long Island Railroad, going to, it was crazy. But do you feel like, cause you're in Long Island now, like, and now you own a home that you're more at home? Yes. Cause that's like, yeah. that's what I'm hearing. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I pay my mortgage, now I'm gonna be home. Yeah, yeah, like, it's just like everything, content, everything's happening it's, here. It's happening, but that was like the <laughs> yeah. biggest thing for me. I felt like when I was in the Bronx, it was really hard for me to shoot content in my apartment because it, I'm not going to like shit on a Bronx apartment, but I was just like, things were falling apart and like, it just wasn't my aesthetic. Um, I spent so much money renovating my bedroom to shoot content, but then I'm getting, you know, deals that needs to be shot in my living room, deals that are like in the kitchen. Right, right. Um, and I just wanted my entire home to feel like this content creation space where I can shoot anywhere and I don't have to go out, especially in New York when it gets cold in the wintertime. Mm -hmm. I used to shoot in below zero weather. Uh, oh, I believe. And like, New York winter is different, by the and, way. <laughs> and I, like for the yeah. shot, like for the gram, I had to right. do what I had to do. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want all seasons round. Like I want to shoot at home. I want to like make this space that I can shoot for the store and also create yeah. content. So yeah, I'm, I'm always home. I'm let, me, let me ask you though, the environment in Long Island, are you seeing a lot of like Latinas there? Like what's that vibe like? Yes. You are? Okay. Because, you know, in the sure. bars, you're seeing everything. I think I definitely had, like, the misconception uh, that, like, Long Island was white. Okay. Or Long Island was... But we're there now. We're in Long Island now. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I always thought that. And okay. now that I'm there, it's diverse. I okay. definitely feel like I get my, my, my fix. Like, I go to Spanish restaurants. We just went to a Mexican yeah. restaurant the other day. It was, like, this little, like, diner hole in the wall. And the food yeah. was Yay. delicious. Is that your but favorite food, like, Mexican? It is. Is it? Tacos. 
No. Mm-hmm. But growing up, what would you eat? Wait, or do you cook? Yes. What you just make? just started cooking in really? the pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yes. Really? Like what, what do you make? Like what are some of the things that you make? Um, I mean chicken, rice, okay. white rice, like are you, do you put pasta? Or? No, so we like okay. converted to an organic sauce. Yeah, is it eat Luisa? Yes. Yes. You, you know who put me onto that? Who? Natalie. Natalie Munoz. Oh really? Yes. Yes. I don't know who put me on to eat Louisa, but we've been using it for a couple of years. And I like I can't even tell the difference. Yeah. Honestly, like I don't even know. Yeah. Okay. So we still use, I, I use that song and I don't want sofrito and everything like that. Okay. Yes. Okay. But I was cooking like basic things. Like my mom cooked for me all the time prior to the pandemic. And then when the <laughs> pandemic hit and we were home, okay. I was quarantined with the boys mm-hmm. and and you're the only girl i'm the only girl oh don't get me wrong <laughs> my boyfriend cooks and cleans and does everything mm-hmm. but i was like not bored but i was like okay I, this is my moment to like cook a little bit more for sure and like learn different recipes and like be in the kitchen more and then i was like sometimes cooking like breakfast lunch and dinner and i was like mm, i don't really like this this ain't for me no this isn't for me okay i'll cook i don't mind to cook but not it's not something person. that i'm jumping up yeah. for joy to do Ditto. Like, my mom is a cook. Like, well, she was a cook. And growing up, first of all, my mom cooked so much that when I went to school, my friends would be like, you smell like food. Oh, my God. Like, you legit. <laughs> yeah, my mom, like my mom cooked every single day. And it was the funniest thing to me because I'm like, mom. You got to open up a window, ma. Like, this is embarrassing. And now. your mom is Puerto Rican? My mom is Puerto Rican. Okay. My dad's Dominican. And everyone would tell me, like, why don't you learn how to cook? Your mom is such an amazing cook. My sisters, so I have five sisters. Wow. And four brothers. Wow. Yeah. Where are you in that line? I am the, no, actually I'm the second to the youngest girl. Wow. Yeah. So I know all about sharing. (laughs) And I don't. So like I'm an only child and I don't like to share. Okay. And, um, I've just started to like learn how to do that while raising like my stepson and like learning to be a little bit more selfless and share, giving up my space for doing things for others. That is a new thing for me. I was an only child. But you had your mom. You didn't share with like, I can imagine your mom was like your best friend. Yeah, we definitely shared, but I was raised to always have my own things. My mom always, I always had my own products, my own clothes. I definitely like go into my mom's closet and I use her clothes and things like that. And we always shared, but I was raised to always have my own. Okay. Always. Which is good, by the way. That's Yeah, like I would visit my cousins and my, Mm -hmm. my mom was always like, you don't touch anything. You don't take anything. This right. is yours. I packed. You don't need anything. Right. This is yours. Like, that's how I was always raised. So I always had my own things and always had my own bedroom, always had my own space, always had my parents' attention. Yeah. So that was, that's a new thing for me, learning to, to share and like be so selfish. Give a little. Yes. Give a little. Yes. Now, did you have a quinceanera? I did not. I voted no quinceanera, and I voted no sweet 16, and I chose wait, 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 a dog. You made that decision yourself? I did. Wow. I did. I've never been a party girl, and okay. it could be because I'm an only child. So okay. my birthdays were always me and my parents. Got my it. birthdays were always, like, I would do some things that I wanted to do, and they'll say, which friends do you want to bring? You okay. know, but it was always my choice, and a lot of my birthdays were always alone. Okay. I never did 
parties for my birthday. I don't like to do group dinners. I just did one for What's my your birthday. Sign? I'm a, I'm a Pisces. Okay, all right, okay. And we're very in our head. We're very sensitive, okay. and like I can go out and I can be an extrovert, but then I need my your recharge. Yeah, yeah. I need to like be alone, recharge, and then go back out. So the pandemic went well for you. Amazing. I wish we were still in it. Like, <laughs> like now that we're going back to normal, it's weird for me, but I thrive at home. I thrive right. alone. I can be at home in silence, not watching TV, nothing. Like even my boyfriend's like, you don't have the TV on? You don't want to watch a show? I'm like, no. Okay. I just, I sit here, yeah, I'm yeah. on my phone, I'm quiet, and I'm just like okay with being alone. So the pandemic was amazing. That's I'm still chirping that you said you told your parents, I don't want a sweet 16. No. Well, they asked me, like, what do you want to do? And I said, I don't want to party. I want a dog. And I want to go to Florida. I wanted to go to Disney. And they were like, okay, cheaper. You know? But you know what? I like that. Because you go for the experience of the travel. And I was like, I want a dog. And then they got me a dog. And then we went to Florida. And I took two friends. Yeah. And And you had your It was so much better than a sweet 16. I have zero regrets. No, I... I like begged my mom. Really? Yes. She was like, girl, we ain't got it. It was a, a lot like, of you. She was like 21. I'm like, do you know how long that is from oh. now? I'm 16. And she was like, girl, here's your bizcocho. Like, you'll be good. You'll and be you fine. know, like, a quinceanera is like a, a real boy. Like, yes. that's like a yes. wedding. In our culture, it's definitely huge. Never had it. Wow. And then how about this? So me and my sister were 11 months apart. We shared everything from clothes. Like my mom would You're dress kind us of like alike. twins. I'm like, we would go to school. We would we would look alike. Like oh if I had pink, she had blue. Same pants. Same. I'm like. And same then are you like now? Like I want my own. I want my. So I had issues growing up because I didn't know what my own was. Okay. Because I was so used to looking like someone else. Because yeah. that's the way my mom raised me. So that I'm like damn, what's my style? Like, what's, yeah. like, you know, I went through that phase. Like, what's my favorite color? Like, what do I really like to do? Eventually, I figured it out. But yeah. it was like, you know, now, like, pandemic? Oh, yeah. Love being on my own. It was yeah. amazing. Amazing, yeah. And even, like, when I moved out, well, I didn't move out. You know, my mom kicked me out, which was, like, a blessing for me. Okay. In the moment, I was like, but then I'm like, you know what? It was the biggest lesson because I didn't grow up like you, where we had um, this financial literacy, right? Yeah. So when my mom kicked me out, it forced me to learn about money, to learn about savings, yeah, no to choice. learn about maintaining. Yeah. And so I had that, like, you know, when you have that Edge. on the job, yeah. on the, you know, experience, it's just, yeah. you're going to learn as you go along. Yeah. I had that. And But even though I had a different journey than you, I still feel like I'm still on the as as things are being thrown at me i'm like why did no one teach me this yeah and i had like a big issue with that when my grandma passed recently Mm -hmm. when she passed you know you know latinos don't like to talk about death yes and they don't like to set up their life and i we had to deal with that that was like hard my grandma didn't set anything up we were constantly trying to talk to her about what she wanted and everything didn't happen and it was, was a, it because she was in denial, you think? She okay. was. She never liked to talk about death. Never. Never. And I think okay. that she felt she was going to live like a billion years. Like, oh, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we would just be like, no, it, it's not that we're pushing you to the grave. And it's not that we, we want you to think about death. But it's just that it's like so self. It's, it's such a selfless act to 
handle that while you're alive so that the people who are still alive, your children, your husband, your wife, or whoever, you're, whoever doesn't have to take, it's so hard. It was definitely hard grieving. Right. It's hard to grieve and then do that. And then that was my first like major death in my family or yeah. in my life. Everything was new. I was like, okay, well, what do I do now? Like, you right. know, helping my mom make certain arrangements, making certain, certain hard decisions that no one teaches you. College, family, you know, I always felt like people would pass away and then like a wake was done and then like a, and I, I never wondered like how it happened and like right. what that, what went into that. And then until I had to do it, and I was like, oh, life insurance. Yeah. Oh, a will. Oh, a trust. Yeah. Learning that so that I said, okay, now I know. I want to make the right choices for mm -hmm. my kids and for my husband and my parents. That if God forbid something happens to me, I make the right choices, although no one told me. You know what's so crazy? Because I was actually going to bring that up. But I know it's like so sensitive for it's you. It's okay. You can bring it up. You really shared that journey. And I thought the same thing. I said... I don't think I've ever had a conversation with my parents of like, what happens when someone is transitioning? Yes. Right. My grandfather, who I was super close with, he passed away and he was like, my dad wasn't around as much. So he was like the father figure for me. Okay. And when he, and I would like, even in high school, I would stay over his house because we already lived in the Bronx and I went to school in the city. So it was closer, you know, for me to stay with, with my abuelo. And when he passed away, it was such like a devastation. The, I call it my greatest depression. Yeah. I went into like, first of all, we have the same birthdays. Oh my goodness. I'm the sorry. last three years, we celebrated our birthdays together. I remember the last birthday we celebrated, I had a SpongeBob cake. For some reason, my widow loved SpongeBob. Yeah. It was like the weirdest thing. Yeah. Like we would watch it together. And I had the SpongeBob cape. And, and you know what's so crazy? I have a Blackberry that I will never get rid of because that video is there. And I'm just trying to find the charger. Yeah. Like, I just want to see that video one more time. But um, it was just like this moment, like no one prepared me for this. And I felt so angry. Like, yeah. why didn't anybody tell me? Like, what's yeah. going on? You know? And yeah. it, it like forced me to... I'm not going to lie. I had to question God real quick. Like, mm -hmm. why'd you do this? Why'd you do this? And um, I just, I felt like terrible, terrible. Yeah. You know, and it, it's something that now, you know, I speak to my mom about like, mom, we got to get your will together. Yeah. Mom, we got to talk about, and my mother the same yeah. way. She doesn't want to talk about it. And I'm like, Mom, this is a real conversation. Yeah, and, and like, it's, it's hard for you to speak about it. It's also hard for her to talk about it, too. But it's so important, especially when there's multiple children. You well, know, for sure. Because then there's a the whole argument. Yeah, I'm, and if you guys get along, and if you guys, you know, who's smart and who's rational and not emotion-based. And, like, you never for know sure. how someone's going to transition. And those things are important. Like, what do you want? You know, in the event of this, what do you want? And, right. and having it, you know, written and like everyone knowing it. So you remember, um, oh my God, Chrisida. Chrisida. Yeah, Chrisida. That is so oh crazy because I was just talking to my boyfriend about her in the car coming here. I went to her wake. Did you? Yes. And wow. she, oh my God, I got goosebumps, but she looked so beautiful. You remember her glasses that she would yes. always wear? She had it oh my in goodness. her hands. 
I never met her. This is how I know, like, social media is a real thing. Because, like, in my eyes, you're my friends. Uh, like, we follow we know, each other. We know everything like, about each other. Yeah, yeah. I say that to my boyfriend all the time. I'm like, I, I, I wouldn't say first my online friend. I was like, yeah, she's yeah. my online friend, but, like, we know each other for, like, years. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, Amanda's my friend. Like, we're good. And... That's how I felt about her. I'm like, I felt so connected mm -hmm. that when she shared her story, and, and you know what's so crazy? Like, I don't really share much, right? Like, I'm always just talking about work, and everyone's just like, you know, just like share your story. And I'm like, well, what know. if? And I'm not ready for the opinions of it all. Oh my God. And I don't yes. want, and then it was like, when I had, when I worked right before the pandemic, I had a job that really like just stressed me out completely. And I remembered I wanted to share so much about what I was doing because I was working with celebrities yeah. and it's like such a cool thing, right? So yeah. I'm like, yeah, I want to share this. And then I was like, they're going to hate on it. So I never wanted the to share. Mal de ojo. Yeah, I, I got, got Invisalign. How about this? I got Invisalign. Okay. And I wanted to document the entire journey. And I was like, ah. Oh. Then they're gonna think I got so much money. Yeah, I don't want to share I don't want this. I know that I, 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 I battle. But the thing is, like, yeah. yo, that's a self investment. Like. Yeah, and it's like, and I'm, I worked really hard, and I made this accomplishment, and like, you, you want to celebrate your small wins. How do we feel like? And this? also inspire like it's people. Weird. But then also, I just think that's really in our culture, though. Okay. I, I definitely feel that comes from like the way we were raised in our culture, and like kind of suppressing our accomplishments because you don't want to make someone else feel bad or yeah. like maybe your family members not being as supportive when you share something. I, I battle with my family, but not that much. But I remember growing up, um, mommy gifted us with a, with a name chain. You ever had a name chain? Oh, yeah. First birthday, name chain and so earrings. mommy was like, yo, tuck your chain in. Don't, and I'm like, yo, but you bought me this chain and I got to tuck it in? Like, what? Yeah. yeah. It, it's like, why yeah. don't we put on the forefront of like, yo, this is who we are. Like, yo, you're making money. Like, show your stuff. Like, I mean, for me and my family, I, I received a lot of, well, she thinks she's better than everybody. Okay. Or, oh, she thinks she's white. Or... Mm. I, I got a lot of that. And especially like the way I was raised by my parents, like them being able to put me in private school, them affording to put me, working really hard and putting me in certain programs and resources mm -hmm. that I necessarily didn't, some of my family and friends didn't have the opportunity to have. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was, there were constant like, whispers and comments or arguments being had where it was like, well, what do you think you're better? Or, you know, a lot of that said to my mom and then my mom telling me that. And I'm like, well, if they think of that on my mom, then imagine me, you know, right. my mom and my family working so hard for what they have and then working so hard to give it to me. And what I'm seen as is maybe like I have a silver spoon or I'm seen mm -hmm. as things are easier mm -hmm. for me, but you can't control what you're born into. You cannot control the family yeah. you were born into, you know, 
we talk about generational wealth all the time and that's generational wealth. You know, like you sit here and you look at some people like, oh, well, they had it easy. You know, their parents left them a house. Well, that's generational wealth. Absolutely. And that's what we're all fighting for, I hope. And that's all what we're working hard towards. Mm -hmm. And maybe our parents weren't able to give us that, but maybe they gave us a little something. And then that little something now with the knowledge and the resources, we were able to give our kids something else. And I I wouldn't want anyone to look at my kids like, oh, well, you know, you think you're white or like you... She thinks she's better. It's it's not that. It's just right. I'm living my life. Absolutely. I'm living my life Absolutely. and what was given to me and the blessings that God gave me and I'm working really hard and this is the life that I'm afforded. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm better than anyone. It's just I can't control my circumstances. No. And I think that's why I always think it's important to document the journey because I feel like people just see the end result, right? Oh yes. So they just see like, well, you just got a home. Yes. But they don't see like that in between, like what it took yes. for you to get the home. Yes. And some of the sacrifices yes. that you have made. Yes. I didn't share the journey in it. I did talk about, I was talking a lot about like budgeting and saving. Right. And I think that that clicked when I bought my home. They were like, oh, wow, she's been talking about this for two right. years. Right. I didn't want to say I was going to open houses. I didn't want to say that where I was looking because it came, it was a lot of unknown for me. I was learning and right. I didn't feel experienced enough to educate others yet. For I sure. had not done it. Okay. I didn't want people to say, oh, well, are you like, how much are you putting down? Or where are you looking? Or like, what's the interest rate? And like, I didn't know those, that information. I was right. learning on my own and I right. thought, okay, let me do it. And then whatever I can educate and share and my knowledge, I will afterwards. And mm-hmm. that's when, when it happened. I said, okay, this is what happened. And this then, is what it took to get there. Yeah. But I think it's cool because you kind of always like, at least record your moments and then yes. share it with us later Always. on. Always. I try so to. So I'm like, well, thank God. Yes. And that was part of the process when yeah. we were going to open houses. I don't even know how many houses we started. I would record every single house and I'm yeah. like, I'm going to do some sort of like montage and like add it all together yeah. and like share it in the end because I enjoy when other people do it. Yeah. And I see so many influencers who share it when they're doing it. And I'm like, I'm in it. I'm invested. I'm captivated. I'm like, oh my gosh, like she went through so much and then she got there and I enjoy it. So I hope that my followers and my community also enjoy it too. So I try, Yeah. but I, I try to balance with oversharing. Right. And then also to myself, which is hard. It is hard. So now I'm going to ask like my one controversial question if I had to, right? Cause I'm ready. So and then it's just because I saw it, yeah. Like recently in Natalie's um, IG, she was talking about Revolve. Okay. So Revolve is like this online, yes, company, online clothing accessory. Co- they sell so many things. Yes. I, I buy from Revolve. Yeah. Um, but she was talking about it on the stance of an influencer, right? From mm-hmm. the perspective of an, of an influencer, yes. they don't pay their influencers. Yes. Um, they want things done for free. Sometimes oh, I know. Though I, girl, I know. I, so I you're know. like an influencer, influencer, and mm-hmm. this has been like your life. So, what are your thoughts when it comes to, and we don't even have to say a revolve, but like mm-hmm. companies like that that don't pay the influencers, where you still have to provide the content. Because some people actually do a lot of stuff for free to get started. Right? Yeah, so I'm a little like both. So okay. I still do things on a gifted basis. And okay. I've been doing this for 10 years. And that's on a circumstance. So depending on the brand, depending on the job, 
Um, I might be getting something that I really want and it might be, I wouldn't say a lot of work, but it's a video or something and I'm willing to do it because I really want the product. So I still do things on a free, you know, free compensation or gifting. Okay. Um, and I don't necessarily think that I would ever stop. Um, there are certain like speaking engagements or like things like that, that are my friends or people where they're like, look, I can't afford to pay you. And I'm like, no, I want to do it. Right. I want to be there. I want to talk. I want to, I want to be a part of that. Right. Um, I do think when you're starting, you got to be okay with doing certain things. I did things for free for like the first five, six years. Right. And with just gifting and sometimes not even gifting, you know, but in, in the, in the case of Revolve, I think the biggest issue here was the diversity, the lack oh, of absolutely. diversity. And, and Revolve has had a lack of diversity for such a long time. That so this how do we change shock. that? Though? It isn't a shock. I, I think that that comes, I want to say it comes from the bigger influencers. That's okay. You know, I, I think that as smaller influencers, you can do, but so much. And while maybe this group of 20 Latina or women of color influencers are saying, no, I'm not taking that job. There's a hundred other girls who are going to take that job Absolutely. for the $2,000 worth of clothes. And then it doesn't change, right. you know? And then I know like with George Floyd and the movement revolve and the black squares and everything like that. Right. And then they do their first influencer trip or they do Coachella and then there's mm -hmm. nothing that changes. So it's, it's, I wanted to think that things would change in that time where mm -hmm. a lot of brands and companies were speaking up. And then now that we're seeing is that they're, they're not. Right. I'm not exactly sure what the specific answer is or the solution, but you saw small influencers speaking up and then nothing was done. You know, right. it was the small influencers who were speaking on stories. There was the small yeah. influencers who were advocating and then there were the bigger influencers or content creators or YouTubers were silent and mm -hmm. nothing was changed. I think that I would love to see bigger. Mm -hmm. you know, some influencers that are on that trip say, no, I'm not going on that trip until due to this, yeah, due to this, you know, mm -hmm. there were bigger influencers who were speaking on the back of these companies who were like, no, I'm whatever Asian, whatever. Yeah. And like, whatever. And it's like, yeah, but you're also thin and tall a size zero. You know, this, you are a percent of diversity, but you're mm -hmm. also not all the way inclusive, you know? So I want to say it comes from the bigger higher ups to kind of recognize that change and really speak up. Mm -hmm. I don't think that it's our responsibility to do that. We, we already right. carry so much responsibility and weight. I go into rooms all the time and I'm the only person of color. Right. And I am like a white passing Latina. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So crazy. I walk in and I'm like, why is there just me? Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm uncomfortable. Right. And it's still happening today. Or, you know, I go in and my one you know, black friend is the only influencer and my Asian friend are we the only diversity. And we're just like, why are we at the end of the table too? You know? And you're just like, it's, yeah, it's why? one of those things too. And I always tell people like, even in the Latino culture, like there's still racism here. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like I'm Puerto Rican and Dominican absolutely. and we, our cultures fight. Oh yeah. And I still don't understand why, because I'm yes. like, clearly my mother loved my dad. You know, yeah. something, there was some sort of chemistry there. Yeah. But it's like a real thing. And did you experience that? Because you are fairly on the lighter side where yes. people will say, well, she has like that white privilege to her. Because that like colorism is like a real thing Absolutely. in our culture. Absolutely it is. I mean, I definitely had 
you know, you have that saying, and I don't know how it, how it's said in Spanish, but where it's like, you know, clean your race and like get with a white person and like that whole yeah, yeah. stereotype where they mm -hmm. say certain things or who you're interested in or you're dating. Um, I always had, you know, extended family who would say certain things like that. And you're, you, you get raised with those like types of conditions. Yeah. Um, I never really experienced it myself mm -hmm. where I was necessarily like called out on it or anything, mm -hmm. but I was, I've always been very aware right. of what's said and the stereotypes. I'm always the one in the family that's like, don't say that. That's not okay. You yeah. know, like, yeah. why'd you just say that? That's not okay. It's uncomfortable. Like, I, like, right. don't say things like that, you know? Um, but I think our generation is changing that. I think that we're yeah. more aware of the things that our family and our, the, the people in our family taught us and were saying to us that we're not necessarily okay. I think that we all have something to work on and we're mm -hmm. in that process of being aware of it, admitting it, accepting it, and then changing it. Mm -hmm. I think that going forward there, I hope in our culture, there is some sort of change. Right. You know, I, I often speak about my experience in high school because I did go to a performing arts high school and okay. I, I loved it. Like I literally told my mother, listen, I will rather like take my GED than go to like a regular high okay. school. Like I need to be in the entertainment field. And I had the most difficult time in acting school. Oh, okay. I really, really, really wanted to be Juliet. Like forever. It was like the one role I wanted. Yeah. I'm like, I want to be Julia. So, and I auditioned, I auditioned, I auditioned. And I remember I had this one coach, this acting coach that was like, it's that accent. And that crushed me. Yeah. Because to change, you still hear it. Yeah. But you, you could go to all the coaching. It's and weird. Whatever you want to do, but that, it comes out. It comes out. And it's a little bit of just like, Spanish Harlem in the Bronx and like being That's from New right. York and then a little bit of obviously your culture and you can't really suppress one of the two like I don't necessarily think when I speak I sound Puerto Rican I don't really but do you get like you're so New York Oh, immediately. Okay. They're like from the Bronx. Yeah. Like, immediately because I think that that's more what pops out right. I'm from the Bronx and it might be like I definitely seem Latina. Mm -hmm. I think that they always know that I'm Latina but right. depending on what I'm wearing or where I am I so pass as a white girl. I so right. passed as Italian. I've gotten that mm -hmm. so many times in high school. Right. Everyone was white. And I went to a private school. So it was just a handful of Spanish and black girls. It was an all-girls school. Mm -hmm. So I definitely passed as Italian. Right. And I was just like, okay, maybe my nose, you know, whatever. But then mm -hmm. in certain environments, it's like, oh, she's super Spanish, super Latina. Like, what does that even mean? I don't know. Did, like, when you were in school, did you take... Um, Spanish as a second language. I did. You did? I did. So I, me too. But then I, I also felt like, damn, maybe I should have taken French because I knew Spanish no, very well. No, my mom didn't give me an option. She, okay. I, I had Spanish, French, and Italian as options uh -huh. and I wanted to do French. She was like, absolutely not. Why? You don't speak Spanish. You need to do Spanish. And I, like I said, Got everyone it. in my family spoke to me in Spanish. Okay. So my mom spoke like Spanglish. I would say she spoke a little like hood right Puerto Rican yeah, a yeah. lot of cursing and then my dad definitely spoke in Spanish but my grandparents spoke to me in Spanish okay and I think that's where I learned the most of true authentic you know Puerto like Rican Spanish, Spanish. Spanish so 
my mom was like, no, you need to learn how to read. You need to learn how to write. You're going to take Spanish. And I'm happy that she did because true, it, it definitely, at the time I wanted to do French because I was like, it's romantic. <laughs> you know, it sounds just like sexy. Yeah, yeah. But then, right. no, I needed Spanish. Yeah. Like, what? I don't Absolutely. speak Spanish. So I learned how to read and write straight A's, obviously, because I was always around hearing it and it was very easy for me. But I'm still not confident being fluent. Would you ever, like, take Spanish classes, like, in your adult life I honestly have I would I actually okay. would but I I think that for me it's not the classes it's the practice it's it the is. discipline to say okay I'm gonna only speak in Spanish this household is That's only right. going to go back and forth in Spanish which I've never done I'm still right. a little comfortable doing like even with my mom I sometimes some words I flip-flop I only mm -hmm. know how to say in Spanish or they sound better in Spanish. I always say than that. English. There's certain words that you can only say in Spanish. Yes. Only. Only. Now, your stepson. Yes. Jay, right? Yes. So adorable, by so the way. So cute. So cute. Do you speak to him in Spanish? Is this something that you will teach him? Do you teach him about the culture? I I try to. Like it's something that I I definitely am super aware of trying to uh, instill in him. He doesn't speak any Spanish. He is taking Spanish in school. Okay. Um, but like, he doesn't know anything. Anything. I mean, like, That's he's, okay. he's saying arroz. Okay. Well, you, you know? know, I was saying so, chicharrón for a so, minute. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, he colors, doesn't really know right. like, the basics, you know? So whenever there's a teaching moment, I am always trying to say, no, this is, say it. Like, this is it. You know, I'm a big fan of Bad Bunny. I'm a big fan yes. of reggaeton. I, I am only that. playing reggaeton in my house. Like, it's only Spanish music. There's, that's the only thing you should play. So <laughs> when it's on and it's there, and I'm like, Jay, do you know what he said? And I'm like, I lowered it. He's like, no. And I'm like, he said, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and he's yeah. just like, oh, okay. And, and I, I know that he might not be retaining right now, but I know that when he starts to like the music or when he's around... Spanish friends and they're speaking, it's, it connects because that's how I was. I learned by everybody else saying the context of how they said it or where they said it, what were they doing when they said it, and that's how I started to learn. And even in the music, I've learned even more too. I think it's always the music for me too because my mom, again, Spanglish, and I have friends now like in my adult life. I'm like, you know what? Just everybody speaks to me in Spanish because I need to like get refresh. a Yeah, refresh it. Um, yeah, but I felt like the music is really what helped me. Like the music is helping me. It now. gave me language. Yes, <laughs> it gave me like believe it or not, it gave me real language. Yeah, like Mark Anthony. Absolutely, Romeo. He was descriptive yes. in his songs. Like I was like, yes, yes, and I'm slow. Where you you follow and like Bad Bunny for me is a little too like uh, slang. Certain things yeah, I'm yeah. like, what? Did he just say? Yeah, yeah. I don't even and know he what he just fast, said. So I like, asked my mom and she's like, I have no idea what he said. And I'm like, oh, okay. You yeah. know, but the music definitely helps me with learning. And I'm, 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 I hope and I, I want to speak more Spanish with him. Yeah. And I hope that suddenly there's like a light bulb where he wants to learn more. Um, when I have kids, I, I, I think that's when I will speak the most Spanish. For sure. Because I want my kids to speak Spanish from the beginning. And, you know, me and my boyfriend are like always telling our parents, you guys are speaking Spanish. That's it. Because yeah. my boyfriend's also Puerto Rican and doesn't speak so. Spanish. Um, he comprehends and, and understands a lot and he can speak it, but he's not fluent at all. Right. But I, I definitely want my kids to, to at least feel comfortable hearing it and know enough. Maybe not For be sure. fluent where they're, you know, oh, blah, 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 
whatever. But like to know enough to know their culture and know enough to to defend themselves Mm -hmm. at a restaurant on vacation. You know, I went to Puerto Rico recently and I was like, and I'm like, was that? What part of Puerto Rico did you go to? I went to San Juan. We celebrated my dad's 50th birthday. Um, we're going again in November. We're going to be in Ponce Love and that. for my boyfriend's dad's birthday. So I'm always in Puerto Rico. I love going to Puerto Rico. I, I have like such a like love when I'm there. Like mm-hmm. it feels like home. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm there, my Spanish pops out the most. Girl, so for some when reason, I drink my Spanish, my mother's like, for some reason, when you drink, you speak in Spanish. Because, you, <laughs> because like, you're so super comfortable. And there's like, it's no, like the weirdest thing. there's no like fear to say something wrong. I don't need You're not care. in your head. No. I feel like when I'm sober and I have to speak, my tenses are wrong. Yes. I'm like, hablo, like very yeah, like yeah. a gringa. <laughs> like it just comes off like not it's the weirdest thing it's the weirdest thing um it's so funny because you said you were um going to puerto rico so when i'm in puerto rico i get um bilon are you familiar with the bilon like lollipops yes but i don't like them you don't like no do you like the um the dulce de coco that it comes in that aluminum foil i'm not a coco girl no we're ig friends can we (laughs) i'm not a coco girl at all so what do you like, what's, like, your thing? And I mean, for me, it's the food. I okay, love yeah, I Puerto that. Rican food. Like, okay. white rice, like, beans. Like, I love Puerto Rican food so much. Did you grow up? Now, this is going to sound so, like, weird. I eat everything. And, and pot. No, this is, like, a say? drink. Oh, okay. What is it? Okay. Okay. Let me start off slow. Mori soñando. Love. Okay. <laughs> My mom made a Malta milkshake. I don't like Malta. What? I'm such a knock. I, I do my mom loves malta and i don't know there's something like bitter about it that i'm Yo, like mommy made uh, malta with um i think it was condensed milk with I love ice condensed milk. and blended it up it sounds fire though i would try it but i, w- I probably wouldn't love it but i would try it let me tell it you. sounds like a little floaty like so a i have a crazy mori soñando story so i remember one time i was in dominican republic Mind you, and I love DR by the way. I was in DR and I'm like, oh, tiene mori soñando. And she's like, claro que si. She pulls out tango. And I was like, oof. No, not it. Not it. Immediately, no. I was like, (laughs) what are we doing? Tango? I know. It hurt my soul. I know, but understanding that all the cultures, you know, they mean well. It's just different. I was like, yeah. no, we're not doing this. Yeah. And by the way, as an adult, I'm like, Mori Soñando, while I love it, it's like not the healthiest thing. It's not at all. It's like, why are we doing this? It's not at all. I, a lot of things that we, we Even eat Even the avena. I love avena. Okay. Love. But you know how we make it. Yeah. I Carnation milk, condensed milk, and it's yes. like, why are we doing this? Oh, and then stuff? I'm like cinnamon all the way. Like I'm a cinnamon girl on do top. Do you do um farina? Yes, farina, farina. That farina. is what my grandma used to make. Really? She was like the best at farina. Like she would come over and we'd be like, Can't we, get we're down craving. With that yet. We're just like we're craving farina, and she would do it, and we Can't love get it. Down with that. Love it. What about pegao? No. Mm-mm. Really? Don't. Why'd you, why'd you make that face? No, because I know so many you? people. I know so many people who love it. Well, I know like it goes both ways, like pegado or con con, but like I, 
No, I don't I, love it. I don't like it. Oh no, I don't like it. It's the burn. Well, my sister, the, my sister will the, literally. I know my dad will scrape the pot. Like, and I'm leave like, it just. Why are we him, doing this? And I'm just like, mm, no. I'm Nappy. like, first of all, that has so much salt. I know. I'm not doing. But it. it's just burnt, it, and it's hard. And I'm like, I want like you know medium. Do you to, do um, arroz blanco, mm-hmm. ketchup, and huevo frito? Yes. You do. Yes. That was me and my mom's like, all the time. Like, do you like the eggs with the, like, that the yolk is, like, coming out? Um, it depends what I'm in the mood for, but a little bit more cooked. A little bit more cooked. Okay, I'm not But I, I always say, like, that was our struggle meal, like, all the time. Like, we would say when we didn't have anything in the kitchen, my mom's like, you want white rice and an egg? And I'm like, so yeah, good. and you see me with the ketchup, like, just, like, dousing <laughs> it, but I still eat it. I love it. You know what's funny? I, I love say that white rice about, and So mommy used to make um arro blanco with corned beef. Okay. And I would be like, Mom, that's jail food. She was like, Girl, do you want to see jail food? <laughs> like I was I like, jail love food. corned beef. Do My you? mom makes the best corned beef. Like it is so good. Is like, that like your me? favorite? What's your favorite Spanish food? Like ever, ever, like ever. It's definitely like white rice, red beans, and biste. Like just good. And okay. like with onions yes, doused, yes. like just that's my Puerto Rican. Like anywhere I go, that's what I get. Yeah. Any Spanish Spanish restaurant, that's what I get. I love that too. I love. See, my thing is like Cuban food. Okay. So my thing is like the churrasco. Like I do like the steak, but I don't like it as thin as we do it. I love. I love it thin. I don't like it thick. Ah. <sighs> No. Like, I go to American restaurants. What about bacalao? Like, do you like bacalao? I do like bacalao. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I have, like, a little trauma with bacalao. I went to Puerto Rico What's with What's your trauma family. story? <laughs> I went to Puerto Rico with uh, my uncle. We were there for, like, a really long time, and we were staying in his uh, wife's mom's house, and she cooked every single day. And I don't know if she just had, like, an abundance of it, but, right. like, we had bacalao for, like, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for multiple days that the smell of it, I was done. You know when you're, you're just like, eating yeah, yeah. something consistently that I honestly don't think I've had bacalao since maybe like a little close to that. It was a long, I was a kid, mm-hmm. but I, I love it, but I was traumatized. Like it, it goes back to just like eating it every single day and not wanting to eat it yeah. and being forced. Like my uncle was like, you are not leaving this table until you eat everything off your plate. <laughs> you know, my mom used to do that and no. I'm like, but I don't want anymore. I, Oh, I got it all the time. Like, I'm, she's like, no, you're going to sit down and you're going to eat your food. I'm like, I don't want to. No, like, literally, <laughs> I never had an option. I never, I, eat. I never, I eat everything. Though I was, wasn't a picky eater, okay. but my mom is like, this is what I made. This is what's on the plate. You're eating it. When I would go For to sure. family's houses, I felt like um, my, especially my uncle, he kind of raised me, but like, that was a little disrespectful. Yeah. And you didn't eat what you were served. Right. And he would be like, you're going to eat everything on this plate. And you would see me like eating and then drinking to like get it soft so that I can eat more mm-hmm. and he'll just be like you don't need to get more but you need to eat everything off this plate and that's how I was so anytime someone served me I ate the entire thing especially in someone's home even if I didn't like it I ate it so my mom so I, we were very strict like my mom was like you're not sleeping over anyone's house same you're not eating anyone's food oh okay always and I never understood because yo my aunt her beans, the best. She was like, my mother was like, uh-uh, you, you don't eat anybody's fruit. And I'm like, what the, I'm hungry, mom. But why? Like, what was the reason? I, I gotta bring my mother on this show. Like, I think you need to like sit and talk with reason? your mom and be like, what was the reason? Because not a clue, not a clue. She was like the strict mom. Wow. Like she was the mom that like, 
I went to elementary school across the street from where I live, and she would do that whistle, and you that, you needed to come home. And I'm like, yo, that's so. Imp-. To this day, I know kids from high school who and know they bring you by it. that. <laughs> they be like, you remember when Martha? I'm like, don't. I remember. You, <laughs> you don't gotta bring the it up. Trust, <laughs> trust. Um, but I did want to bring up because I had really long hair. Okay. And I'm looking at your hair, you're letting it grow out. I am letting it grow out. But when I met you, you don't remember, but when I met you, you had like this like very chic, yes. sleek bob. Yes. Now, when I grew up, it was like this thing where it's like, you can't cut your hair. Like long hair equated to like beauty, beauty. and like, A you girl. know. Or, yeah. For sure. And then when I saw you at that panel and you had your short hair, there was like this confidence in you that yeah. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, I'm keeping my hair, hair, I'm keeping my like, hair short. <laughs> me and like, short hair is like different. Like I always had, like I, my hair was once way shorter than yours right now. Really? In high school, I like my- Like age, a pixie almost? Like Yeah, like okay. I was getting shape ups at the barbershop. Like oh. it was like- legit. I went through that little moment. I was like, I can't do it. And um, I lo- it was so liberating. I'm not like attached to like things of like beauty. Mm-hmm. Like I've never been one that's like my brows need to be a certain way or like right. my hair needs to be a certain way or my nails like- my people would like fuck up my stuff all the time and I'm just like whatever like I, I don't I'm not like attached to it um but my mom had short hair when I was younger same like super pixie boy yeah. cut and I remember her having it and we looked alike and I right. remember I went through like a really bad high school experience and I was like to me my hair was like the dead weight or like the bad energy it, they say and that. I went through this like chop it all off, new chapter, going to college, new friends, new everything, just like a new me, chop it all off. And it was like a, I donated the hair. It was like, did you? it was like 12 inches worth of hair. What the? My hair was super long. Like you would sit on, you practically It was long in high school. And then I chopped it. And honestly, since then, I've always gone like a little bit long, but always go back to the short. And I, I'll get to here. Then I get I bored. I like this. No, this look is And then amazing. I'm like, here. Yeah. I always like, Go back and forth, but right now I'm like I haven't had it long in so long. Like you and just want to see what. Now it. I'm like, okay, I want to do something else. Layers. I did a little curtain bang, and I'm like, I want to leave it long. But I always say I'm like, once I have a kid, I'm chopping it. And it's like new That's mom, it. new me, like just like you got all these you, plans. I, I literally like <laughs> you got. I planned the whole thing, and I'm yeah. like, when I have a baby, like. I'm chopping it because it's like there's something that's so con- like I feel so confident. I feel sexier, honestly, with shorter hair than I do with longer I hair. Say that. I feel like a little girl a little bit um, with longer hair. I just feel like as like with shorter hair, I feel like a woman. I don't know how to explain it, but mm-hmm. I just feel like okay. I feel super confident. I feel like a woman. It's easier to maintain. Right. It looks so good, like edgy with like certain outfits that necessarily a uh, long hair just. But at least you have the option to put it in a bun. Exactly. To do, like all these that, And that's the thing, the awkward phase of growing it out and, and going from that that's to what here. I, that's is, what I'm going through. It's, it's, it's tough. It's like. It's hard. Imagine, you know when you like take out your eyebrows a little too much and yeah. you gotta let it grow out and you're like, oh That man. in between awkward phase, yeah. Like, so, <laughs> so crazy. You know what I used to do growing up? So, cause I have blonde hair, I used to bleach my brows. <gasps> Why would you do that? And now these shits don't grow back. I don't even need to pluck them. They just don't grow. It, oh it stopped the growth. I don't know what moment I was trying to give back then, 
But I was what color you was it like a blonde like it a was, girl? It was the color of my you hair. You could have just dyed it, like just like box dye. No guidance. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> going. There's like no one telling you. Like no don't one do told that. me anything. And honestly, I think if people told you not to do it, you probably still would have did it because you're like sure, whatever. I'm a girl, I know it all. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about from the heels up. Okay. Where did you get that name? First of all, the name is epic. Thank you. And by the way, love your mom's IG name. Oh, I think that's she recently like, changed it. Why? I, why? I don't even know. She changed it to the heels higher because yeah, before that's what it was um, five star. Okay. Okay. And like thinking back, it was like it's a little like ratchet. Like, like why do like, you have five star? <laughs> you know. But um, she changed it. I really can't remember like why she changed it recently. Who gave us the inspiration to change it? I'm just drawing a blank right now. But um, yeah. she changed it to the heels higher because it, it went with mine. A I bit. love that. Yeah. So from the heels up, this is like your baby. Yes. Which, by the way, how do you select your pieces? Because I love all of them. Um, I think the like the biggest thing, obviously, I wouldn't say that there's nothing different between me and another boutique, but like realistically, like the, there's so many online boutiques. Mm -hmm. um, I am always going for like statement pieces. Love, it. Um, Love I, it. I shop online. I know what's out there. And I'm always like, okay, I've never seen this anywhere else. Mm -hmm. This doesn't look like anything else I've seen anyone else wear. Mm -hmm. um, I don't see this anywhere else. I'm constantly researching like, and seeing who else is, has things and what everybody else is shopping. I'm always trying to get trends. Yeah. Um, but it's always statement that just like, do I die for that? Like, yes. would I yes. wear that? If I wouldn't wear it, I will not. And I always say that about Pick you. it for the store. Like, your IG... You never promote anything that you yourself no. wouldn't use on a daily basis. No. Which I love because I'm like, okay, well, if Amanda put it on her IG, like, I, I know it's real. Well, because it's, like, fake. Like, I just wouldn't, it just, it doesn't resonate with me. And right. then, like, I, I, I'm super, like, emotion-based. Like, things have to, like, I, like, I have to love it. Mm -hmm. I have to, like, support it. Like, yeah, invest yeah. in it and be like, I love this. Like, I'm obsessed. I have to die over things. So like when I'm picking for the store, I see things and I'm like, oh, die, need it. Like, and I see myself yeah. in it. I can see, I see what girls loved. I see what girls are asking for. And that kind of plays a part in it. But that's mm -hmm. generally how I pick the pieces. By the way, your shipping is like A1. Thank you. I try. I'm it's like, I got to come for Amazon. Super quick. I got to come for Amazon. No, it's like <laughs> quick, girl. I'm like, I, I just try. ordered this the other day. I try. So I love it. Where do you see your brand going? Like, what is the next step? The next step for sure is hopefully designing. Um, I would love to start designing for the brand. And I've dabbled with the idea of expanding sizes and going plus size because that's been something that so many of my followers want. Yes. And when I do have those certain pieces that come in XL, they're just like, wearing it and like yeah. they wear it the best honestly yeah. like they wear it the best and they have like the best influence and the best power and i'm like i would love to like expand my sizes or even go down more and do mm -hmm. extra small because yeah. a lot of times my sizes are small and never extra small and i'm generally an extra small small okay so like expanding sizes and designing are kind of like that's like next move okay what about like accessories because i for some reason i feel like that's your vibe 
But I don't know. Like I'm definitely an accessories girl. Like I love bags, hats, sunglasses. To me, that makes the outfits. Okay. But I know from a business point of view Mm -hmm. how much harder that is. For sure. And I like, especially like shoes. There's like returns. You know, that's hard. Yeah. Certain certain aspects are hard. Um. I think I want to kind of like master and just become a little bit more of an expert with the clothing. And then if I did want to expand, I'm not closing that door, okay. but um, I also have always said I wanted to do pajamas. I am so I see that. obsessed with pajamas. No, I see that. Sets, loungewear, that's always been something that I love and wear generally almost every single day. Mm-hmm. And that's something I want to branch off to. Would you, and I've always, I don't know, because I've always seen like your brand and I'm like, she models all of her clothing, which yeah. I love. Would you ever do a campaign shoe where you have several models? Yes. You would? Yes. It's been something I've been like talking about lately and okay, wanting good. to do. Um, I've been doing it myself for two years, obviously for cost, you know, from a business 100%. point of view. From a business point <laughs> yeah, of view, yeah. like it, it's just more cost effective for me to do it and it works. But I've lately been like brainstorming and like really like, doing the research and thinking about having other girls model. I have girls DM me all the time. Like, if you need me, I'm here. If, like, I want to model. Amanda, I get if it. you need me, I am <laughs> here. I get it Legit, all the time. like, I will do it for you. I get it all the time. And, yeah. like, I even screen, like, I have girls who are like, I want to work for you. And then, like, I screenshot their names and I try to remember them so that when I'm ready to do that and I'm now, I've been doing it now two years, and I'm now at the stage of, like, that's my next. Those are my goals. Those are my like next moves. Yeah. And God willing, they can happen. What about your mom? Does your mom ever like, do you guys have like a mommy me type of set moment? Like, would you like expand to that? Is that like a um, thing at all? Um, she wears from the heels up all the time. I know. Like, I, I get pieces of, she's like, I'm keeping that one. And I want that one. And like, I'm going to wear it for this. And she does it. Like she kept this set too. She was like, I want it. And I was like, okay. Um, I, I don't know. I've never thought about mommy and me like set moments. Maybe like a campaign or something with my mom would be nice. She's modeled some from the heels up pieces before and it's sold. But um, seeing like my mom's age group or like just her body type is nice too. Um, But I've never thought about like a mommy me moment. What about, and I have to ask because your boyfriend's here. Yes. Uh, A male. Everyone. A male. Are we? (laughs) Everyone, I just I have to ask. Everyone is that like they people are like oh from the boots up, yeah. or like from the kicks up, and like they say certain things like that, like a capsule collection, like yeah, a one-o. like a capsule. I don't know. Um, I've always thought about like my when I start designing certain things being unisex, certain things being Love both, that. and maybe yeah. in that aspect I can't incorporate males, but um, no, I'm like I'll leave the male for the male, yeah. and I'm like just. I have no desire at this moment to like branch off into male, but definitely I'm like female based right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've never, but everyone asks that. Okay. Question. So I'm not the only one. You're not the only one. Okay. I get it all the time. They're like, oh, well, you, they tell my boyfriend, like, well, you start a blog and like from the kids sure. up, from the, from the boots up. And I'm just like, no. We're like, all, by the way, we're expanding your brand. For I know. Like, everyone is like, expand this way and this way. Yeah. Like, everybody relax. I'm just trying to get a hold of like what I have right now. And then, you know. What about home decor? Because I feel like you're into that. Like you show us a lot of that. Yeah. And like you show us like the renovation. By the way, I saw like the white um, spray paint that you did for the kitchen. I think it was for his Yes. Home. Yes. You know, I did that. Did you? With, with like my kitchen. So I literally ripped off the tiles and did everything white. 
And I was like, Amanda taught me. So, <laughs> like, everything is going to be white. I, I've definitely inspired like, a lot of kitchens to go white. No, I definitely yeah. have girls who send me, my like, before and afters. And they're like, For sure. they, because of you, I painted my cabinets. And um, I would probably not sell home decor. Okay. But I think I will always be in the home decor space. Like, I love it. I love renovation. I love, like, decorating. Um, I do get anxiety making certain de- decisions i'm not the most decisive person you just said you were earlier well you said when it comes to my mom well when i have no choice (laughs) like in certain situations it's like it's me or not at all right okay i have to but like when it comes to options if you put a hundred options in front of me i'm going to literally like die but if you put like two I'll be like, oh, okay, that one, you know? But if you give me 100, I'm going to die. I'm just going to be like, I can't think about it. Let me sleep. Let me think. Let it come to me. Let it, like, it has to call me. Like, it's like this whole thing. And then it's like one year later, and I never made a choice. Right. But um, I'd probably continue to share interior design, but I don't think I would ever go into, like, a business with home decor. I don't know. So many girls are like, would you, like, decorate my space or, like, be a stylist? And I'm like... No, I have so much anxiety. Um, <laughs> what's like your biggest, like, what's on your like bucket list? What's like your thing? Like, oh are gosh. you the type of girl that would you go skydiving? I did know. it already. What? I did it already. Yeah, huh? when I was 18, I did it for my 18? like, yes, for my high school graduation gift. Wait, I did who has that as a gift. I asked my dad, I was like, he was like, well, what do you want? a gift? Wait. I've always been like really weird with my gift asking. Like my, I graduated high school and they were like, well, what do you want to do? Do you want a trip? I was like, well, I want to go to Florida to see family and I want to skydive over there because I think the view going down would be nicer. And they were like, Why? okay. And I skydived. I was 18. If yeah. you have to sign paperwork about your life. At the time, I was very fearless. I was I'm very like, I'll, I love heights, so like I'll jump off anything. I love roller coasters. So you're like now. the zip lining, the yeah. parasailing, anything the- in that sky. I'm like, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, no, I'm not doing now, that. Now I'm a little more fearful. How was skydiving? It was amazing. For real? It was amazing. It was life changing. Yeah, I would do it again. Absolutely, do you it know again. What's crazy? Adrian Bailon always says that she had the worst experience skydiving. Really, I had the most amazing experience. I have zero complaints from like beginning to end. It was perfect. Are you serious? Yeah, I think my my biggest regret now is not. There were no like we had phones. I think it was like a BlackBerry I had at the time, but I don't have much content of it. So I'd probably do it again. To get real oh, <laughs> content of it, but and I also want my boyfriend to go skydiving, um, so I would do it again with him or with what? someone else who wanted to. I would. Never. Yeah. So bucket list. Okay, so you reach that. That's a check. That's okay, a you check. check that. Okay. Um, What's next? I think like travel is just like such a huge, huge, huge. Always have been bucket listing for me. Like if I had to choose one option or travel, it's like okay, no, I choose a trip. What place? Like I want to go to the Maldives. That's like my thing. I'm like, Maldives is one of them, but I wouldn't say it's like top, top. I think it's, Paris is up there. Paris. I haven't like dived into like Europe as much as I would like to, but Paris is definitely up there. Um, Switzerland is up there. Love that. And like South Africa is up there. Also, like Morocco, like I have like certain like that they're 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 like you know top top top. Right. But traveling anywhere, like I enjoy travel so much, and I think that travel is huge on my like bucket list. But sure. I don't think there's anything right now that it's like I want to do. I'm like okay. drawing a blank. What about what about? It career? changes honestly every day. What about <laughs> career wise? What is like that one goal that you're like I have to reach this? Oh my god. 
Like for me, I'll tell you right now, I want to interview J-Lo and I want to do the Rock Nation brunch. Have to. That's, that's good goal. Those are my goals. And then I'll say, okay, I'm good. You want to interview J-Lo or just meet J-Lo? No, I want, no, I want J-Lo here. Oh my God, I would die. I want J-Lo for going to Latina. I would literally, I would cry. I would and then I would like, call you like, Amanda, you have to come on set because I, I would have die. J-Lo here. No, I would die. Literally. Okay. Yeah. I, but, so yes. So J-Lo, but, if you're watching, <laughs> we want you here for I sure. I don't know, career-wise. I don't know. You know the quote that's like, I don't dream to work? There's times yeah. where I'm like, I don't dream to work. I just, there's a lifestyle I want to have or a life I want to live and I would do whatever job it is I need to get there. But is there like a brand maybe that you, oh, a dream brand? I have a few. Charlotte Tilbury is one of them. I like, I would, I think I would literally, like, I know there's a lot of influencers who's like, this is my dream brand. And like, not a lot of brands are like my dream brand, but like Charlotte Tilbury is really up there for me, especially in makeup. I would literally not know what to do with myself. If I got like a, a manifesting that for you, by Charlotte the way. Tilbury. Yeah. Um. Let me think. Let me think. I definitely think like the powerhouses are like just the designers, like mm-hmm. Prada, Fendi, Gucci. Like even like being close to that would be like dream for me. And I I think that would be like my top, like clothing and then makeup. Dream car. Oh, Range Rover. Ooh, immediately. I say the same thing. Immediately. I immediately. Say the same immediately. Thing. It's always there. I need an all black on black. Yes. 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 I see the Literally. same thing. Um, it will that. happen. I, I know. I feel it. I'm like, it will happen. I have happen that on my me. vision board. Seriously. <laughs> my last vision board was like a license and like just a car. It was so funny because I didn't think I was going to get a car last year, but it was on my vision board. And I put the car for my license. It mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily like that car in the mm-hmm. future, but I put a car and I put a license and I ended up getting my license and a car. So the power Come of your words now. and like what you manifest, but I dream car is a Range Rover. Maybe after I get that, then I'll have another one. But like that's a, I don't care for cars or like luxury things like that, but Range Rover. Now, let me ask you, this will be like my last question, even though I, you know, I could continue this conversation. I can continue chatting all day too. So actually it's like a two part question. Okay. So what would you say is the best thing about being a Latina? Okay, maybe it's three questions and then that's it. I promise that's it. It's so funny (laughs) because like, I really want to say the song in the sense like, just like the flavor mm-hmm. or like our i i truly feel like our drama our animations are like the way we speak the way we it just everything i don't know i i wouldn't say it's one thing i just think it would be the flavor like what mm-hmm. we like you know like what yes. we bring it's just i, that. I think that you. that would be i'm so proud to be latina and i think that that is it for me just all of it what would you say is the most difficult part about being a latina um i would say for me in my situation i feel like i'm never one i'm i'm in the middle i'm too much for one thing and then too much for the other so like i'm born in new york born in the states so i'm too american to be puerto rican and then Mm -hmm. too puerto rican to be american where i'm with 
other, you know, white people and they're just like, you're so Spanish and you're so Latina and like, you're like extra and you're loud. And I feel like I'm, I'm always like not enough for one thing. And I think that that would be the hardest thing I would say. And then my last question is, what does it mean to you to be a Latina? What does that mean? So I asked you the best of words, but now what does it mean to you? To me, it means being proud. Mm -hmm. I think that especially for Puerto Ricans, we've had a super tough time. So for me, being Latina means being proud and, and owning it and like living it. I, to me, that that's what it means to be that. Thank you, Amanda. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being my first guest. I can't believe I'm your first guest. I'm oh growing up Latina. Yeah. Are you coming to my launch? Yes. Tell me the date. September fifteenth. We're okay, kicking September off 15th. Hispanic okay. Heritage Month. Yes. I'm gonna send you all the deets. Okay, I'll be there. Awesome. Thank oh you. God, yes. Thank you for having me. Tell everybody where they can find you. Yes, you can find me at, at Amanda Karina or at From the Heels Up. Yes, thank you. Yes. Thank cheers, you. we got to do one last cheers. 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 You got to, no, eye contact. I can't have that. Me sex. too. Like, I'm like, I can't I, have that. I literally, I told my boyfriend, I'm like, you need to look me in my eyes. For sure. Cheers. So like when me, him, and Jay cheers, we're literally like, we don't know who to look at. <laughs> we're like looking at one. Yeah. Cheers.